here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Breaking news, the rating for Raw is likely to fall at 2.7 or 2.8. Sting versus Flair did a 5-4. Jeff Hawkins. This is a joke. I'm going to kick your butt when I, once I get bail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after you. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. Top down, we're ready to go. To all the people across every nation. Turn it up and give me some more. Balloon guy! You might think I lost all hope at that point. I did. And as a result, I perked up and felt much better. Jan Martell, Life of Pi. 200 episodes, kids. Shake them ropes. How we made it this far, I'll never know. Anywho, here's your host, for now, Rob McCarran. Hi, Rob. Is there something I don't know? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) We've both been through life changes during the course of this show in in some way or another, so who knows? We have been. It's been uh, been three years, a little over three years in timeline-wise, but this is our 200th episode, so thanks everyone out there for joining us uh, for this journey as it hits 200 episodes. We are catching up to the UFC. Okay. And the chemistry and the timing has never been better. That was such a weird drop-off from you. We're catching up to the UFC. And scene. Take it, Hawkins. And scene. That is all I have. Everybody, good night. Uh, Yeah, it is episode 200. Um, We are coming off hot from this uh, WWE SmackDown episode as we are on, I believe they call it, Jeff, the road to WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they also call it the ultimate thrill, the ride. ultimate thrill ride. And yes. now we have the ultimate face punching extravaganza. <laughs> uh, there is a lot going on on this episode. A lot to talk about. That, I'm wondering how many faces will truly be punched because I think all the matches will start with lockups. Yeah, there might be some <laughs> elbows. There might be some elbows thro- going on. Uh, but we have a lot to talk about. WWE fired two talents this week, Jack Swagger and AJ Styles. So a lot to get into there. <laughs> I want to take a moment to thank everyone for listening to Shake Them Ropes episode 200. Thanks, Jeff, for doing the show the last three years. Uh, we've stayed pretty consistent. I think we've missed one week the entire time uh, that we've done it. Um, so, of course, on this show, I announced that we're missing next week. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Next week, I am going on what the uh, kids like to call a vacation, Jeff. You know what that means. I don't. Jeff Hawkins solo show, baby. Oh, boy. Well, uh, hold on. Before everyone stops uh, listening to the show, Jeff was just kidding. Um, He's not going to do the solo show. Maybe you will. It'll be me and Rich Krejci. Maybe uh, something like that. Or I mean, I guess I'll have uh, I'll have Sunday. We can record something on Sunday, but I don't know really what's going to happen in WWE between now and Sunday. There's no TVs. 
so unless they uh, completely surprise us with some Kazuchika Okada is going to wrestle at TakeOver in Orlando and they'll announce it tomorrow on NXT. If that happens, I guess we can record on Sunday. So we'll figure something out. Uh, but I'm going to be gone from Monday through the next Sunday. Uh, so I will not be around. The show will not be released on its regular scheduled time. It might be released early. Uh, we might have to do two the next week. And let's face it. We're going to have time to make it up because this WrestleMania stuff, I mean, we got NXT TakeOver on Saturday, WrestleMania on Sunday, the Raw after on Monday. We're probably going to do more than one episode per week during that WrestleMania time. We might have three or four in the two weeks. I know it's going to be tough with you, Jeff, because you're going to Orlando and you and you call this possibly your last time going to a WrestleMania week. I'm just too old for this. (laughs) <laughs> it's just you know actually you know what I'm, I'm really pondering going next year because i've never been to new orleans and that seems like a fun time to go for for wrestlemania and then then maybe that would be it but it's one of those things where it's like look i like indie wrestling i don't love it i like wrestlemania i don't love it it's a lot of money to go to something that i don't really truly i mean i'm 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 excited but it's not this is going to be life-changing, excited. You know what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean. Um, are you are you bit at all by the, uh, by the amount of events going on? Because I know uh, ticket sales for some events are down just because there's just so much option now. I, you have, I mean, what is it, 40 to 60 events going on the week of WrestleMania week between independent shows, between uh, Access, Hall of Fame, all that good stuff. I mean, there's a lot going on. Are you... Are you worried going into this that uh, there's too much? Do you have your tickets all planned out? Like, what is your WrestleMania week like, and what is your what are your thought processes going into that week? Actually, I've I've compounded it by adding theme parks to the equation. Um, I have my tickets. I I have you know WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown. And all of the Gabe events at the Orlando Art Center. That that's that's my itinerary for WrestleMania. I depending on, you know, what I feel like going to will will dictate whether or not I make it to all the events, but I should be at all the events. And in between that, um look, I'm taking a red eye and then heading to Universal immediately on that morning I land, and then yeah. the next day I'm doing the Magic Kingdom. And then that evening I'm doing Evolve, and then the next day it's Progress and Evolve, and I think another promotion somewhere in between there. Yeah, you think there is. You don't know. I mean, you're not going to know until you're there. No, well, it's funny because you're telling me about this, and I have a stack of about 10 tickets here, and I haven't actually looked at the times of all these things. But it looks like I'll be spending a lot of time at the Orlando uh, live events center it's probably good yeah that you're kind of staying towards one place for most of the day because orlando isn't the most easy town to get around and i'm staying on the other side of most of the yeah. events, so not going to ring of honor right no 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 that's a little bit too far out of the way and i you know it was one of those things where i impulse bought bought all of the gabe stuff on the first day got yeah. a package and then decided i'm sticking with this and i'm happy with that i mean look there's the Ring of Honor stuff last year in Dallas was great. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but um, you know it, it's weird because most of the guys who are in Ring of Honor right now I saw in Evolve right. this past yeah. year. So you saw them, and, and, and they're out of the the city center, and they're only having one event. Maybe if they were having two, you could kind of stay towards Lakeland for a night 
and hang out yeah. at the two Ring of Honor shows, then visit Orlando for the rest of the WrestleMania stuff. But they're kind of on a they're in a league of their own and not necessarily a good way uh, that week. But also, I, they didn't announce their prestige real main event until last week. And yeah. and it fell into their lap because of the contract situation with the Hardys. The Hardys and the Young Bucks for the tag team titles is the main event of that show. Uh, the real main event of that show. Um, you know, Christopher Daniels, uh, spoiler alert. I, I mean, the show's aired, so I guess it's not a spoiler. Christopher Daniels won the Ring of Honor Championship. Uh, probably going to be the Ring of Honor Champion because I don't think there are any more shows until Lakeland. Um, but, you know, uh, you have the Hardy Boys going up against the Young Bucks in possibly the Hardy's last appearance in Ring of Honor. Uh, and that's for the tag team titles. So they they didn't have a strong hype to their card going in. It's gotten a little stronger now with the Hardys and Young Bucks. But until that, it was Dalton Castle and Adam Cole. And you really didn't need, you didn't know what would actually happen leading into that Ring of Honor show. Because you had a lot of talk about Christopher Daniels winning the title, which he indeed had done. So it's, uh, they're, they're kind of out of it, this wrestling. And who knows, the show might be good, but you're not going to get the audience of an Evolve or someone who's running with a broad scope of events closer to the WrestleMania area. You're just not. The most interesting audience to me is going to be Friday afternoon, 12 p.m., progress. I'm interested to see who actually makes that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very interesting weekend. Uh, of course, that's a few weeks away. Someone who will not be going to WrestleMania, Jack Swagger, uh, finally cut. Um Two weeks of rumors, you know, two weeks of him coming out with statements. Uh, two weeks ago, Rusev basically gave him a farewell on Twitter, and now it's finally happened. WWE announcing that he is released. He's gone. Uh, the A couple of days after he was scheduled to make his first post-WWE appearance in the UK, wrestling against Alberto El Patron. Uh, so that was kind of kiboshed, and then they just cut him. They cut him, and now we'll see if he shows up anywhere recently or if he shows up anywhere uh, in three months from now, uh, any prospects on Jack Swagger on the independence? Uh, is he going to be a Cody Rhodes? Is he going to be a Ryback? Is he going to be uh, maybe someone like Paul Burchill who just kind of goes away and, and finds something else to do? I could see him trying to go into an MMA camp. I could because of his wrestling background. I, yeah, um, but I, mean, I think there's a short I think there's a short term shelf life of it. I don't know. He's 35, man. I mean, it's kind of... It's one of those things where I've never listened to Jack Swagger talk about professional wrestling as a great love versus a job, necessarily. So I don't know if he's the guy that wants to hustle for his own bookings and lodgings and things of that nature. That's a grind when you've been in the WWE as long as he was. That's a real culture shock. Just from talking to guys and from listening to interviews of them, that's really the hardest part is getting up the the work ethic to say, okay, I need to book myself here and here this weekend, here this weekend. I need to get my hotel. I need to get my airplane tickets. I need to to negotiate my my cost, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's the thing. Yeah, you're I not think, just you're not just told where to be. You're actually yeah. having to set your own schedule and where to be. And do you think that uh, his last year in WWE, I mean, he's popped up on TV every once in a while, but it was really, I mean, it's kind of what Kurt Hawkins is a lot right now going back to WWE. Um, 
you're just working the house shows. You're not getting any of the glamour side of it. You're you're going on the weekend loops and then hanging out backstage at TV, not doing anything. Does that he's help con- him going into the a check. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't because it's one of those things where also uh, there's a probably a bit of complacency there. Uh, I'm not being used. I really don't need to hustle. I don't need to sharpen my performance skills in any way. I just need to show up and and probably have a 30 second squash against somebody. For me. There's money in a Jeff Cobb program. I would love to see him and Jeff Cobb either team or fight each other. Yeah, but and I'd when love you say, to see him in When you say program, though, you 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 would love to see him in Reseda. He might show up in Reseda. I mean, Jack Swagger's the guy I could see in in uh, in the uh, PWG. What am I blaming? The Battle of Los Angeles. There we go. Uh, I think Jack Swagger screams to me kind of like in the middle of Cody Rhodes and a Ryback. He's going to go for the big money appearances and he'll do the PWGs because he's good enough to do so. Like he's not shabby in the ring at all. Uh, And he had long enough. This guy is a former world champion in WWE for whatever that's worth. It's not like Ryback and Cody Rhodes were going on the indies and you could call them former WWE champions. You can call that with Jack Swagger. He's a guy I could see in a TNA or a Lucha Underground. Very easily. I don't I don't see Lucha Underground. I could see TNA for sure. And I, I see them made inventing Slammiversary, ironically, with Alberto El Patron and Jack Swagger, two guys who would show up this year, you know, mm. and, and them being the representatives of the anniversary of TNA Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling, because it's not TNA anymore, you know, it's not TNA. Um, F that owl. Yeah. God, the Rebby Hardy. Oh, the, those Hardys, man, they're they're staying in the news and they have uh, they have a lot of fans on their side. Um, as they fight, it's very interesting to see too, because the Hardys going into that Ring of Honor match, uh, the Hardy Boys at the TV tapings after the Ring of Honor pay per view on uh, Saturday at the TV tapings looked like the Hardy Boys. They weren't yeah. wearing their broken getup. It looks like they're they're kind of easing up on the broken stuff because of some Impact Wrestling, uh, you know, cease and desists here. Intellectual property issues. Yeah. yeah so and you got the Hardys going on. For those who thought that the broken Matt Hardy gimmick might show up in WWE, didn't think it would, and now it certainly doesn't look like it's going to. Um, they're going to go back as the Hardy Boys, if indeed they go back. I mean, a, a lot of talk out there that they're going back. I would expect to see them sooner than later, honestly. I, I expect to see them on the Raw afterwards. I mean, if, if I'm being honest, I expect to see the Hardy Boys on that April, what, 3rd Raw, whenever it is, April 2nd. Um, right after WrestleMania, I expect to see them there. Um Jack Swagger released. AJ Styles storyline released. Although it looks like his WrestleMania match is set up. At the end of SmackDown tonight, Shane McMahon comes out, sets up the match. Everyone was partially dreading, partially, you know, anticipating. Everyone knew it was coming. AJ Styles, Shane McMahon, made official for WrestleMania. Uh, Don't know if Shane realizes that AJ was fired. He might have to rehire him to beat him up or to get beaten up. Uh, what did you think about the SmackDown closing angle before we talk about the rest of that show and Raw? I think there was some good and some bad in it. Um, <laughs> it's a little over the top to have a camera inside the car when his head goes through the window because that kind of takes you out of the entire suspend your disbelief thing for me. Um, I think it'll probably end up being a non-sanctioned match since AJ Styles is quote-unquote fired. Though that's probably how they, they get around. It'll be a street fight. And then what? And then AJ effect. goes to Raw the very next night and he's just a Raw guy? Um, You know what? I This is the spot at WrestleMania where I could expect a quote-unquote bullet club reunion in some ways. 
I, and and he and he hooks back up with Gallows and Anderson. Maybe he does show up at Raw. Yeah, sure. That'd be uh, that'd be some type of interesting tweak. Uh, so you can go into. But if John Cena's leaving SmackDown for a while to film movies and TV shows, and then AJ Styles leaves, uh, SmackDown is kind of nothing. It, it, and then our prediction of Baron Corbin, or my prediction at least, of Baron Corbin getting a world title run on SmackDown this year seems certainly more likely because he'd be the only one left. <laughs> He's the only one, unless they bring up Tino Sabatelli. Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura. They, that's another thing, too. And not to get too far ahead of ourselves. But you are now in an era with a live Raw and a live SmackDown. Will they try to make the live SmackDown as similar as possible to that live Raw after WrestleMania where just anything goes, you bring up a whole bunch of new talents all at once. Uh, this doubles the amount of people that might be called up from uh, from NXT or in, a, in the case of the Hardys, you got the Hardys coming back on a Raw or SmackDown. Uh, you could have Shinsuke Nakamura coming up. You can have Asuka coming up. The one guy that I want to see up, if only for the fact that, you know, I think he fits better on the main roster, Bobby Roode, probably the least likely to actually come up. Uh, but you have a lot of room now. If you're going to make Raw and SmackDown as equal as possible, you can't just have the big live Raw after Mania. You got to have the SmackDown, too. They, they yeah. could bring up a bunch of different people. Yeah, but I could see them doing something like... You know, Raw gets these heavy hitters or these big surprises. SmackDown gets the, oh, that's a nice little surprise kind of thing because they always want to protect the A show. They always want to protect it. They don't want it to overshadow. So I don't see, I mean, I think the surprise would probably be someone's come over from Raw. <laughs> wow. You know, and they'd say, well, see, he was a star on the A show, so now he's over here on SmackDown. You know, it, it would be parsed like that i think your big surprises are still going to be on raw i oh oh my I, god I, I, the andre battle royal winner mojo rally is defected <laughs> i could see a small chance that oscar shows up on smackdown and that's the big surprise oh, I, I think oscar's showing up on that wrestlemania show do you i think she's that, winning that, the women's that's championship. what i was thinking that's what i was thinking as well but I don't know because I I still think there's a chance they bring back Naomi. Naomi could be in the match too, uh, and and maybe Naomi wins. I don't know what they're going to do as far as the result of that match at WrestleMania, but I would be surprised if Asuka shows up and actually wins it. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, it's just right. going into. I mean, this WrestleMania has so much stuff on it. I mean, there's 12 matches already announced, and uh, the only ones out at this point kind of seem like the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. No American Alpha in this uh, in this WrestleMania show yet. Goes to my theory that the Andre the Giant Battle Royal is going to basically be filled by uh, the SmackDown Tag Division and Big Show and Braun. Uh, we don't have a ladder match of any kind yet. We don't have anything more than a Cruiserweight Championship. And we know that's not going to be the ladder match at this point. So maybe no ladder match. Uh, will all the Cruiserweight guys be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal uh, as a comedic kind of put on that match? You know, I'm thinking them and the UK guys are going to be used to fill it. I think the tag team title match, I mean, and you'll have the rest of the rest of the SmackDown tag crew on there that aren't in the, I think they're going to have a Usos American Alpha one-on-one -on, -one on the pre-show. 
Okay, and they would probably put two or three matches on the pre-show, which is uh, akin to last year. Maybe even mm-hmm. four. I mean, there's 12 yeah. matches already. If you do... It's a two-hour two pre-show, I know. So I would assume possibly. It's a two-hour oh, pre-show. Okay. They did three last year. It was a disaster because two of the matches didn't have a crowd to watch it because right. of no one being able to get in that building. So maybe they do that again. I don't know. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff on this. It always... It always seems so funny looking at this WrestleMania card the couple of weeks before it because it's just so large. You're like, oh, my God, what? I'm going to forget the first half of the show by the time the second half of the show starts. I'm not going to remember anything. That not, happened to me. <laughs> yeah. And, and you were there. It's probably even more so crazy for, you know, for someone being there. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, one of the biggest matches. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, the Raw finale. Uh, we're going to talk, we talked about this, the SmackDown finale a little bit. I mean, Shane McMahon, very simply coming out, uh, making the match with AJ Styles. It'll be, I, this is a match I have no idea what to expect in it. I'm just going to wait and let it see what happens. It's kind of like Undertaker and Shane last year. I didn't know what to expect. Hopefully they put some ridiculous storylines on it. Maybe, maybe they will. SmackDown, if, if, if AJ Styles wins, he gets to control SmackDown. I don't know. If he loses, he has, he's still fired. I don't know, uh, because last year, Undertaker and Shane McMahon had a storyline which ended up resulting in nothing. Shane McMahon got power. Undertaker went away. Undertaker doesn't remember what brand he's on. He comes in and gives motivational speeches to SmackDown and then skips over to Raw. Like, like, what kind of Undertaker is that? You know, I'm going to be the leader of SmackDown and tell you all what to do. But guess what? I'm turning on all of you. Well, maybe AJ gets the lockbox that we never found in that whole Shane Vince thing. Yeah, yeah, the lockbox. Maybe that was, uh, maybe that's something. Maybe the contract of AJ Styles was in that lockbox and then AJ showed up anyway. And it's like, what are you doing? Um, Roman Reigns and Undertaker. I want to talk about this Roman Reigns-Undertaker match. Uh, it seems like they're intent on everyone talking about how Roman is the underdog, but Roman doesn't believe he's the underdog, and he's going in this one a little strong. Uh, and, you know, HBK kind of has to come out there and in a surprise appearance, tell Roman, hey, you know, don't uh, don't be going in there too confident. Undertaker's getting in your head, man. You got to understand that. So Undertaker is in Roman's head. He's the underdog, but Roman clearly going in as the heel, and I'm glad at least they are portraying Roman as a little antagonistic, like he's going in there not caring what anyone says. He's not taking advice. He's going in there as the young brash punk who's going to beat up The Undertaker and retire him. I like that they're building up Roman for this match this way because you ha- you, you're you going to have the crowd booing him anyway, so you might as well not try to fight it for this one night. He'll be a huge mega babyface, at least pushed that way on the night after WrestleMania, but at least for this match going into WrestleMania, I think they're doing the best job they can with Roman Reigns going into it and a Roman Reigns Undertaker match, not exactly the least anticipated match on this show. Like I would go in thinking that's one of the bigger matches and that's one of the matches I'm more excited to see. Uh, any thoughts on this raw with Undertaker uh, not being on the show, but Shawn Michaels kind of carrying the role of building up the Roman Reigns match with Taker. I liked the Shawn Michaels thing. I did. I liked the don't be cocky. Look, I fought him twice at WrestleMania. And Lost both times. times. Yeah. But your your logic is backwards in that the involvement of Braun Strowman makes him being pushed as a heel in this match difficult when they want him to be the babyface on Raw. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And he'll be the babyface next week because you're going to have Braun Strowman coming out there. They're doing the Roman Braun rematch on Raw. 
So you got to give something for Braun to do. Um, it, it's impossible. Be... It's impossible for me to believe that they're going to have Braun lose twice in a row if he's indeed going to be a big push star in this Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. But it's the Battle Royal. I mean, Roman versus Undertaker is certainly a lot more important. Right. No, I, I get that. And and I think also for me, there's a logical progression here in that Sean talks to him and then the next week Hunter should talk to him. But of course, Hunter is involved with He's busy. Seth Rollins. He's now. busy. Yeah. Although don't put it past Triple H to get involved in everyone's match. <laughs> Look, I'll take I'll take Triple H getting involved in everybody's angle a la Dusty Rhodes circa 87 versus Stephanie McMahon getting involved in everybody's angle. Um, you know, I, I think I think they did a good job with, with, with Roman here. I think they did a good job with the Rollins-Triple H segment. I think they're, they're kind of sacrificing a bit of Joe's character development to build Triple H in some ways. Well, but, that's a... Speaking of, that's another guy. I mean, you have Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe who don't have anything for this WrestleMania. They're probably going to be in this Andre Memorial Battle Royal, too. Maybe there will be a ton of guys in this match. Uh, but it's just the, the match of guys who we had nothing else for. And yeah. and I can't I can't get uh, and Samoa Joe. Maybe it's just because he, you know, he came in a little too late. Uh, he's brought up in kind of no man's no man's land timing. Uh, but Sami Zayn, having been up for a year and been pretty consistent on pay-per-views, that surprises me that he has nothing else but the giant Memorial Battle Royal to do. Like, not even an undercard match. I can understand a tag team match even on, like, the pre-show. Uh, but thrown together in a bunch of guys match, that's a little surprising to me. But yeah, I, 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 I think the Roman Reigns build, just to kind of isolate it on the Roman Reigns build. Okay. To me, they're doing it the right way for WrestleMania. Will that be all thrown out next week when he's the babyface against Braun? Maybe. Maybe he's a little heelish on Braun. Maybe this guy uses weapons to beat up Braun Strowman and take out his aggression. Who knows? Well, Maybe. he's done that before. He's yeah. taken a chair to, to a heel before a couple times. So mm -hmm. it's not outside of his character, but let's jump ahead a little bit. Is Roman Reigns getting this bill to beat The Undertaker or to lose to him? If I had to say right now, Roman's winning. Okay. Yeah, Roman Roman's getting the win. And then you have Undertaker doing uh, what has it been four years now where we thought Undertaker might be doing his last WrestleMania match. I you give Roman Reigns the win, so Undertaker next year is like, if I don't win this one, I know it's a sign to go away. And then you have the Undertaker retirement match, or you just use it as a storyline and maybe Undertaker wins next year, but you use it as this could be my last WrestleMania match, and then that builds up whatever happens at 34. Maybe it is John Cena. Maybe it's Roman Reigns again. I don't know. Uh, I think if I had to put money on it right now, Roman Reigns is my favorite to win the match because he's the guy. I mean, if Vince McMahon had been wanting to do Roman Reigns and Undertaker, it's not so he can just do the match and Roman loses. It's so that he can use Undertaker as a prop to elevate Roman as the highest level he can get. I'd put 80-20. I think it's 80-20. Okay. Maybe even 83-17. Uh, did you like how I did the math super quick there? Because I, did. I didn't. That was it wasn't nice. that quick. Oh, Especially boy. Oh, it is. Well, it's not Pi Day. Well, it is Pi Day for 23 more minutes here. Um, due to the magic of time travel, it's about two hours and 23 minutes still for you. Because you're, you're back in time. I'm talking back in time to you, Jeff. Anyway. Gonna get back in time. Go ahead. 
Save the singing for when we reflect on the three years of the show, because that's pretty much all I got is Jeff Hawkins singing on the show is um, the reflection. Did, did you enjoy Ms. and Maurice tonight? I enjoy Ms. and Maurice every night. Actually, I kind of do. I mean, I, I liked Ms. and Maurice tonight. I thought they were perfectly cocky and and well done at getting you to kind of hate them. I mean, if the idea is to hate them, it works. And, I think, uh, and I think Maurice took it up to another level. Yeah. She had a gleam in her eye when she went into "Oh Baby Girl" and just went into her promo. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was something. It was uh, hard hitting. I, I think Nikki Bella comes off a little, and maybe it's just because it was happening right after Maurice. No, she's wooden. But I, yeah, Nikki wooden. Bella comes off so I don't want to say pathetic, but poor to me when she's trying to be uber strong. Yes. Um, you know, like shooty it type. It feels forced. It feels forced is what it is. And, and it's like, here's where I'm going to put on my aggressive voice. You know, that that kind of thing. I, I, I see exactly what you're saying there. Um, I, I want to bring up this follow-up question. This is the second year now where John Cena is not in a top match at WrestleMania. Does he need one next year? Well, if it happens to be the Undertaker match, it's going to be the match next year. Does he need one? No. I mean, he doesn't okay. absolutely need to be the... This is what everyone wanted right is to get john cena's uh you know the focus on john cena a little bit lowered going into these big shows now granted he's leaving the spot open for brock lesnar and goldberg which wasn't ideal and what everyone wanted but john oh, cena and not AJ being on the... and aj and shane hey at least it's aj right <laughs> at least it's aj yeah. i you know that's not a problem right there but john cena not being the complete focus of the show is what everyone wanted so why now if he's in he's not in a match that's the focus of the show but Honestly, will be one of the more entertaining matches, probably. I want to see Maurice back in the ring. I want to see Miz and John Cena in the ring because they usually do pretty well with each other. Uh, I want to I want to see if uh, if everyone thinks John Cena is going to propose to Nikki Bella in the most forced proposal of all time. Uh, if you want to see that proposal, you got that to look forward to. This is going to be one of those highlights of WrestleMania. When you look back at WrestleMania, it's like, oh, it was the John Cena, Nikki Bella proposal, or it was the Miz and Maurice versus, you know, the couple battle. Uh, this is going to be one of the more memorable matches on the show, I believe. But as far as their oh, performance I, I think, tonight, I, I, I thought think... Miz and Maurice were great, and I thought John Cena just kind of being there was fine. And and Nikki Bella, again, Nikki Bella and and, you know, male superstars have this. Uh, Miz has been this before where Miz had to act tough and it didn't come off quite right. I, I just right. didn't like the Nikki Bella stuff tonight. I just don't think it fits her very well. But uh, as far as the match, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, I, I think the Carmella Ellsworth ending is a dry was a dry run. I do. I think it's going to be the same thing. It could be. It could be. I mean, and who cares? You know. No, it's this it's is, a uh, it's the middle of the card. Match. Yeah, this is the crossover match for the reality TV viewers. Yes, yeah. it is the crossover match and they can perfect. I mean, they have they're going to have 13 or 14 matches on the show. You can have the crossover match. It, it's going to be OK. We have matches to look forward to on the show. It is the cross section for everyone. WrestleMania. It's not a uh, super hardcore show. It's not a uh, a super niche show. It's not a super mainstream show all the time either. Um, but it is, it is a show that has a giant cross section of everyone has, they want to have something for everyone. It's the largest performance variety show in wrestling history. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a big giant show. Anyway, speaking of a big giant show, shake them ropes. It is episode 200, Jeff. 
And before we get to our next topic, I wanted to uh, ask very nicely of our audience out here because uh, the audience has grown. I mean, we talk about three, uh, three years when we did our first show, we had 12 downloads when we, when we were just releasing Six the of show. Them were me. Yes. So, yeah. it, just making sure that you had it right, that you were talking into a microphone. We, it was me, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was. We had we had twelve downloads on our first show, and we only released it on one small message board that was uh, that was behind a paywall. So you, I mean, it was not a free show by any means. Uh, and what six months later, we joined the uh, Voices of Wrestling Network, and we get a little bit more traction. We get some of their audience checking us out, and some stayed, some didn't, and that's okay. Uh, and then uh, you know, the last year or so, uh, we've I mean, we've grown quite a bit. We've picked up sponsors. We've gotten on several different platforms. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. TuneIn Radio, I was excited about because I was a TuneIn Radio user. I used the app. Uh, so I was excited about that one. Um, potential news coming up on another distributor, which is a big one. I mean, heard on radio stations nationwide. So like there is a uh, there is stuff coming up that's exciting, too. But I, I just want to thank all of you who have been with us from the beginning or tailed you know, come in towards the tail end, you know, the last couple of weeks, even I want to thank everyone out there, but I want to ask a favor. Okay. Jeff, we need to ask a favor of, of everyone out there listening. Oh. We are on iTunes. Now I know not everyone listens to us on iTunes and that's okay, but iTunes is the largest podcast platform in the world. If you are, if you're going to be a successful podcast and if you are going to grow your audience in multitudes, you have to be on iTunes and we are, we are on iTunes, but in order to grow, one thing that has to happen is your listeners have to rate and review the show. And we have had people rate and review us for the last three years. We have ratings on there. Some good, some really, really bad. Some hate me. Some hate you. Uh, more, more hate me. It seems. Yes. So a less excited woohoo from Jeff on that one. Uh, well, it's, it, I don't like the haters. Yes. But, I'd give them a bad review if they'd let me. Yeah, you you can. Yeah, where's where's your territory? How's that going? Where, let me review that. Oh, don't start hating on the people. That's the thing, though. The people who review our show poorly still listen. I mean, some of the bad reviews are hilarious because it's like, I've been listening for weeks and I just can't stand you guys. I, I can't wait to listen <laughs> next week, though. Yeah, the hate listeners. They listen. Right. Hey, I'll yeah. take it. I mean, I'll take it. And if they want to hate listen, but still order Blue Apron, that'd be great too. Uh, but I want to I wanna appeal to everyone out there. If you are listening, no matter what the platform is, please, please, please take a moment, go onto iTunes, whether it's on your computer, whether it's on your phone, whether it's anywhere, search for Shake Them Ropes, or we have a URL that makes it really easy for you. It is bit.ly slash str itunes or you can go to voicesofwrestling.com slash str and all the pages have our links in them uh all the posts with our show have the links to itunes in them go to itunes search shake them ropes and leave a rating and a review that would be very helpful it would it, whatever the algorithm itunes uses it would not only allow us to know what you like about the show or what you don't like about the show so we can tweak it or or make it more appealing to everybody it would help us, but it would help iTunes listeners who may not know about us help them check out the show. It would help them maybe find it if it goes up a couple of rankings in the top sports podcasts or top entertainment podcasts, whatever. However people end up finding us, it will help if you guys leave a rating and review. So I would urge you, if you haven't already, because I know we have uh, we have like 45 reviews 
Uh, so people have taken the time. Very, very thankful that they have taken the time to go review it. We just got one the other day. Uh, we got a very nice one uh, talking about how they enjoy the show. And, and we hope that we are still, you know, providing some enjoyment for you, providing some entertainment for you. Uh, but if you haven't left a rating and review anywhere, please go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. If you want to leave it on Stitcher, if you want to leave it on TuneIn, that's great too. If you want to go on Facebook and just tell your your followers that, hey, there's this podcast I like, that would be awesome too. If you want to go on Twitter, you know, tag us at Shake Them Ropes. Tell your friends about Shake Them Ropes. It would be awesome because I would love to have more people interacting with us. One of the biggest things in the last three years that I've really liked is the number of people who will tweet at you, Jeff, or tweet at me or tweet at both of us or or not even tweet at us, but just tweet about us or tweet a conversation we started, you know, uh, whether it be, whether it be anything, most likely it's Baron Corbin. Cause we do talk about him a lot, mostly by me, not so much. Jeff, Jeff usually drowns out at that point. He goes away. He goes, he has his drink. He comes back. He realizes I'm still talking about Baron. He goes away again, uh, comes back when I finally ask him a question. He's like, thank God. But uh, let's cut to the chase here. You need to go on iTunes because that's where the money is. Yeah. And we want to and we want to get ahead of like Johnny Goodtime and the Barricade Slappers or whatever podcast is on there. We want to be ahead of them in the algorithm and whatever search function they use for wrestling. So go there. Yeah. Yeah. I I would appreciate that. Uh, Thank you. But the biggest part I wanted to finish by saying (laughs) once you leave your rating and review and some people have done this, too, is tweeted at us. Let us know that you left a rating and review. Uh, you can screen cap it if you want to. We'll retweet it, but we will give you a shout out on the show. We really appreciate everyone who's who, who's left a rating and review. If you go now on iTunes, leave a rating and review. We will shout you out on the show. Just help us help uh, make this show better. We appreciate that, and uh, we uh, thank you for listening. And now we are going to talk about NXT. Because, what? Jeff. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's quite the... No, I'm going to get back to... Uh, I'm going to get back to the WWE stuff. Okay? Okay. We're going to get talk we're going to talk about the ending of that raw, believe me. But I was on the NXT ticket site today and something kind of just jumped out at me a little bit. There are two NXT TV tapings scheduled for April at Full Sail University. One of them is sold out, the first one, the one happening right after WrestleMania. However, the April 19th TV taping at Full Sail University has not sold out yet. Tickets have been on sale for weeks. For the last three years, pretty much any NXT TV taping has sold out within two days of the tickets going on sale. April 19th has not sold out yet. There are still plenty of tickets yet for NXT at Full Sail University. Is NXT finally burning out Full Sail? I wouldn't say that. I think it's just one of those things where because everybody's buying all these tickets for all these events around Orlando that it's not a high priority and it'll probably happen after people see what happens on these tapings the week after WrestleMania. Yeah. But that's the thing. If they're waiting for what happens, that's kind of a sign in itself, right? Because it used to be, Oh, NXT TV taping. I have to get tickets now. Yes. The, well, the product overall is down. I mean, you're not going to deny that. I think a Tommy coming back lends a little bit more intrigue to it. Um, but overall, I mean, it's not as well-rounded a pro- product as it used to be. Um, there's, the angles aren't as good or as fun as they used to be. Um, and there, there's a bit of a wait and see aspect to it. I think there's, it definitely appears that there's more of a wait and see aspect now, uh, with this TV taping, not maybe Hideo Itami coming back. will will be a big kick. Uh, Cassius Ono being there and being a regular, seeing if, uh, if 
the rumors end up happening and the Kyle O'Reilly's show up or or the Donovan Jijax. Alistair Black makes it on TV. Well, that's those types of guys. And that's the thing, too. And maybe this is where we lose everybody. But I I'm not one who's excited to see Alistair Black, the former Tommy end. I I know he has a following there, but I I don't see the appeal. And that's not uh, hope. Hope he has the best career ever. Hope he can hope, hope he can entertain me, and I I'll come in with an open mind because you never know who's gonna go into just over deliver and do amazing things on WWE TV. The you know the Miz was a castaway, and, and look at him now. You know, look at him over the last five years; he's been excellent. So Alistair Black may be something, but I've never seen anything with Alistair Black that would tell me he's going to be the thing that makes me watch NXT TV. See, it's interesting because I feel a little bit the same way about Kyle O'Reilly. I like O'Reilly as as a wrestler, but as I've often said here, wrestling is the third or fourth thing that will get you over in the WWE. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, it is. That's true. And he's never been the most compelling promo in the world. So I'm 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 a little trepidatious about Kyle O'Reilly. Love Roderick Strong, and Roderick Strong's done nothing on NXT, and that's not entirely his fault by any means. Correct. Just kind of stating the obvious there. Um, oh, Rob. Oh, Rob likes Baron Corbin and Tino Sabatelli, but he doesn't like Tommy End. This guy is a Vince McMahon ass kisser. Why are we listening to this garbage? That, oh, I, that Rob, by the way. Rob, yeah. Rob, you've mentioned a name here, and I think I need, I, I, I feel something coming up. I, okay. I feel it for episode 200. What do you feel? A very special. Uh-oh. Shake Them Ropes Theater. What? What? Baron Corbin goes to McDonald's. Oh, God. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? My order? Only, only peons take orders. I give orders. I will give you my order when I feel like having a cheeseburger of my choice. And when it is my choice, it will be my choice. Um, would you like fries with that? Fries with that? I haven't even given. I can't hold on to this. <laughs> I just Baron Corbin continues this. I need to to say the very last thing and go into it as if I do it. I just I you you didn't I'm finish like, the the punchline was Dean Ambrose throwing the burger at him, <laughs> Mister Prop Comic Dean Ambrose throws pouring all the ketchup down his. You face. know what that that you know what if I had, it was an impromptu shake them ropes theater. Yeah, but yeah no, yeah. he'd be working the drive through and he would have jumped into the vehicle probably. Yeah, and it's a, it's an audio it's an uh, audio medium here. It's not visual. Uh, we uh, right. we can't actually have the prop comedy of Dean Ambrose in an audio setting um, because it is hilarious, as everyone knows, right? Oof. Yeah, uh, no know. Dean this week though, so that was a good thing. No Dean this week, but he and Baron Corbin are one of those twelve WrestleMania matches for the Intercontinental Championship, the Championship Look. of the Americas. You can run a guy over with a forklift. You can burn a guy's house down and listen to his dead sister scream. But if you dare touch Shane McMahon, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. You're fired. I like that AJ Styles brought that up in his promo. And it's like, what is going on in this world that I've now joined for a year? When people can uh, beat up family members, people can uh, set fires, and I'm the one punished. I'm the one punished. The guy screwed out of the world championship. Twice. That's a, it's a crazy world we live in. Um, let's get to this Raw finale. Because I know a lot of people were watching that intently. Uh, this is what happened to me on Monday night, Jeff. I did not watch the first hour of Raw. 
I was going to watch the first hour after the third hour because I, I got home late. So I missed the first hour. I just wanted to, to start it where it was. I didn't want to, you know, watch from behind. I wanted to start it where it was. So I get to this finale of Monday Night Raw with Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, Stephanie forcing Mick Foley to fire somebody. And immediately I'm like, well, what the hell could have happened in the first hour to where Mick Foley has to fire someone? So this promo at the end made zero sense to me. But then when Triple H comes out, we get to the gist of what we're all doing there. Triple H and McFoley go at it words for words. I mean, they're they're shooting from the broken hip. They are dripping each other apart. McFoley's bringing out the fire. Triple H looking really good. Triple H defending his wife. Triple H trying to be tough guy. Triple H... You know, he doesn't have to contend with Seth Rollins anymore, so he he's just free and clear to bash whoever he wants to do, or so he thought. Uh, it really picked up when Mick Foley got to talk there, but I, the whole time I'm thinking, what the hell could have happened in the first hour? And then I go back and watch the first hour, and I'm like, that was it? I Mick Foley just had to show leadership, so Stephanie wanted him to fire someone, as if that is showing leadership, randomly firing people for no real reason. Uh, so it didn't really make sense, but when when the uh, when Triple H and McFoley got to talking, and then you had the Seth Rollins reveal that yeah he's going to be he he may not be fine right now, but he's going to be that match is absolutely on. Oh, I don't even that's not even on the list. Seth Rollins and Triple H isn't even on the twelve match list. So there you go. That's already thirteen. So they just made the list. They just made the list tell you also Chris Jericho should probably stop doing the list thing it was fun it was great but for what he's doing with Kevin Owens he should probably drop the list that's my hot take anyway back to this ending segment of Raw I was confused by it I went with it anyway and by the time it was over it was like that was really good and Triple H and Seth Rollins is one of the main events yeah I I didn't need the I didn't need the episode long story for it though I didn't that's what they do that's all they they do now It was fine. I mean, I liked the Mr. Sacco reveal. I I thought that was really well done. I thought Seth looked remarkably adept on that knee. He was running on it, doing drop kicks, throwing drop kicks, diving. I mean, that... uh... Well, and also, if you're Seth Rollins and you cannot miss another WrestleMania... Uh, when you are one of the yeah. biggest stars in that show yeah. and you know you missed last year and you can't miss another year, I, he may have been in absolute pain. He may have been all, I don't want to say pilled up, but he may have been on legal a substances. Shot. He, yes. may have, he, might, he may have had a, a numbing shot. Legal painkillers to try and go out yes. there and do everything he wanted to do. That very well could be happening. But if you're Seth Rollins, you want to go out there and show them that, hey, I'm ready to do this. Like I, You may get doctors that tell you that I'm not ready but look at me out there. I am ready to do this in three weeks if I can do all that right now. So he was going out there just throwing caution to the wind. He was going to get this angle done. He was going to be in there with Triple H so that Triple H could not say, you know what, Seth, you're not ready. Let's have our match at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's just from the logic standpoint for me. It's like, oh, Mick can fire anybody. Well, why wouldn't he just fire someone that you know he doesn't want on the show or something? Like that, just to screw Stephanie. Like, like Samoa mean, Joe? For example, yeah, well, yeah, fire Samoa Joe, fire Braun Strowman, go, yeah, try your show now. But but then he Slappy. would be doing what Stephanie wanted, and he didn't want Stephanie to win. He okay. maybe he didn't feel that Samoa Joe earned the firing. I mean, after all, Samoa Joe did just beat Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn in a couple of weeks span. I mean, Samoa Joe would be an addition to the roster, right? So he's going out there and proving a point that you know what, if you want me to randomly fire someone, 
I'm going to fire you, Steph. I know I can't do it, but that's not going to stop me. And I, that way, at least no one else gets fired. But there you have it. Triple H beats up McFoley. So that probably appeases Stephanie, right? We're not going to get a storyline next week where Stephanie's like, you know what? You didn't finish the job I gave you. You still have to fire someone. We We're might. probably not. Well, we maybe. might. He may be back and go, I hope you've learned your lesson this week, Mick, and now you'll do what I say. Do what I say. I, I, and then I he'll pick himself to fire or something like that because he doesn't want to be there anymore. Well, maybe maybe that. And because after that ending to a Raw, how does Stephanie and Mick Foley just go back to being in the same office talking about the show? How, how do they yeah. just go back to being, you know, boss well, and employee or partners? Well, it's funny it, because in story, it seems nobody talks to each other from week to week. They just show up on Mondays and discuss business. That's how it goes. And their telephones don't exist you in the me world. Wrong. You clowned me on you clowned me on that, Rob, so congrats. Yes, you are welcome, <laughs> I guess. You are welcome. Uh but yeah, I, I was I was just totally confused by that segment, but uh it was still good. It was entertaining. Um, you know, the Seth Rollins reveal at the end. Uh you have Seth Rollins Triple H going to be on this show. I don't doubt it anymore. I mean, something would have to catastrophically happen to make that match not take place. And that'll be an added singles match, which I'm glad there are some singles matches happening on the show because we got Neville and Austin Aries confirmed tonight. So Austin Aries and Neville for the Cruiserweight title, probably on the kickoff show, if you had to guess, right? I mean, on the kickoff show, the Raw tag team title match, Neville, Austin Aries, and if they do a SmackDown tag title match, probably that match too. That's oh, what I would no, predict I think, for the I think Neville, Austin Aries opens, opens WrestleMania. Oh, God, no. God, no. Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens to me is the opener. Keep it hot. Oh, yeah. If I, oh, yeah. Well, let's play this game. Let's play this game. You have to pick three matches for the pre show. I've picked mine. The two tag team title matches, Neville Austin Aries. What would you have? SmackDown tag, SmackDown women's, and SmackDown's been the A show. And you have to consider that that SmackDown women's match might have some surprises, might have some surprises worth it being on the main show. Right. And then. So you're still going with it then? I you just say right, ignoring yeah. what I say. No, that doesn't matter because they had a surprise in this in the ten woman tag on the pre show, and that didn't did, matter. Did they? Yeah. Nikki Bella showing up at the was end it? in her neck brace was a surprise. Come on, yes. Lana Lana wrestling yeah. wasn't a surprise. They announced that beforehand. No, I no that part was fine. I, I oh yeah, this is that you're running out of I matches to them. predict. You're running out of matches to predict. I'll go, I'll go with Raw Tag Team titles as well. I'll say both Tag Team title matches and, and the SmackDown Women's are on the pre-show. Raw, and we, they could end the pre-show, too, with the Battle Royal. I mean, if if uh, if Braun's going there. to win, I mean, does that really have to be on the main show? Maybe. I don't know. That could yes. open. For Vince, yes. Yeah? Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. We have uh, announced entrance for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, by the way. Mojo Rawley was the first. We have Apollo Crews, Kurt Hawkins, Dolph Ziggler, and Big Show being in it. So about the guys you would expect. I mean, it's going to be a lot of the SmackDown tag team roster, possibly. It's going to be the Kurt Hawkins of the world. It's going to be the Jinder Mahals. Cannon fodder and big guys. That's it. That's it. And I think you're going to have some of the some of the UK kids in there. I think you're going to have a, maybe a couple NXT people. And, uh, yeah, and Heath Slater and Rhino, probably. Heath Slater and Rhino. There you go. And some NXT people. NXT people will be interesting. They did debut Baron Corbin this way last year. Uh, I don't know who on the roster they would debut like that this year. 
We don't even know if Finn Balor is going to be on there. Finn Balor, are you thinking WrestleMania or are you thinking uh, Raw after Surprise? Raw after Surprise, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. Uh, NXT, I don't know who they would bring up. Maybe a Bobby Roode, but if you bring up Bobby Roode, he's got to win it. And I don't think anyone but Braun is winning this match. So, yeah, I don't know. They could bring I up... Think uh, Bobby Roode's, I think Bobby Roode would be a SmackDown guy. I think it would be hilarious that they just have a Hideo Itami, whenever he's healthy, just come up and lose Battle Royals. <laughs> I could see them putting uh, Ty Dillinger in this Battle Royal as well. Yeah, his main roster gimmick could be just entrant in Battle Royal. So Royal yes. Rumble match, WrestleMania. If they do those Battle Royals on SmackDown or Raw every once in a while, Ty Dillinger just randomly appears. They're like, oh, I yes, heard there was a Battle also, Royal tonight. I'm and here. And you know what else? Also to get the audience tend out. Yeah, why not? Tend out. Ten them out. So they don't chant yes all night. So they don't chant for CM Punk all night. I don't know if we, I don't think we get CM Punk chance at WrestleMania, honestly. That, no. That's more no, of a TV no, no, thing. No. I don't think you get him at WrestleMania. Unless the match really starts to stink in any way, in any match, then they could chant for him. But I, I, I couldn't see that. Have you guys gone and given us an iTunes review yet? You can do it while you listen, by the way. You can do it while you listen. Um, this show, as we've said, has been going on three years. There has been a lot that's happened in the last three years on WWE TV, things that we've talked about on this very show. Um, what has been, because, uh, you know, you you weren't the most ske- regular WWE viewer. I, it wasn't appointment television for you. You were a noted NWA guy, WCW. Mm-hmm. You know, you left wrestling for a little bit as far as watching it regularly. What has I been? I always it? kept up. I always kept up. You with kept it. up with it. it. Wasn't it? Wasn't appointment TV? I'll, I'll well, it's that. like I. I always kept up with what was going on with like other promotions worldwide, but I wouldn't have to watch them. Like there was a time where I kept up with Ring of Honor, but I wasn't you know watching it every week. Uh, there was a time, uh, just a few years ago, where you know New Japan was starting to get big, and I kept up with it, but I never saw it. You know. You can keep up with WWE really easy and still not watch it. Maybe you watch the YouTube clips. Maybe you watch the shortened versions on on uh, a Hulu service every once in a while. Maybe you just watch the pay-per-views. But what has it been like for you now having to watch the TV pretty much every single week, both shows every single week? Uh, has it been that much of a change for you? Have there been pros? Have there been cons? What has been the last three years for Jeff Hawkins? It's harder now because I have the second show that I do. I have to do it more timely. I can't do it at my own pace. Like I could, I could probably get away with watching a raw tomorrow if I if we were still on our normal schedule, so to speak. We we kind of do this on a Wednesday or Thursday, depending. I could watch them at my own leisure. Two hundred five and NXT have kind of gone to the wayside a bit in terms of appointment viewing for me in that it has to be a really good show for me to go out of my way to watch it sometimes because I've also picked up Talking Smack on the regular, which I really like. Um, it, It's different. It's I, I wouldn't say it's less enjoyable. It's just I have to do it more live or it doesn't get done. That That's the real change for me. In terms of that, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed re- revisiting a lot of the top 100 and then 
taking what I learned from that and also what I learned from watching the current product and kind of melding the two in terms of things I've missed, things I've didn't pick up the first time around when I was just a fan instead of watching it critically. Um, but, you know, it's weird because the WWF slash WWE hasn't changed that much in about in a long, long time, even since the Attitude Area. It, 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 the, the, the work is kind of the same. Well, they, uh, they really as noted on Twitter, it's become WCW. You got Chris Jericho all over the show with the show's three hours. You got Goldberg as the world champion and you get the <laughs> announced desk at the stage. I mean, this is WCW Nitro. Well, it's not it's not just that, but but it was something like that came up to today as we were watching. I thought it was a very good American Alpha Usos match on there, and the crowd was kind of just sitting on their hands, waiting for something to happen. And meanwhile, the camera was in the backstage, kind of in the first hour of Nitro style, watching the NWO limo come in. But instead, it's focused on Shane and what Shane gonna do. It's really. They, they've they lost a little bit in storytelling to make up for it in style. That's what I'd say. They have a very stylized product, and the audience is caught up to how stylized it has become in that they're waiting for the finish. They're waiting for the setup. They're waiting for, you know, the signature moves that they can do. They're waiting to do the chant. They're, they're waiting to sing along with the hits, so to speak. So I, I find that problematic in some ways. And it's not just been over the last three years, but it's something I've noticed from show to show to show. Part of the reason why the magic has gone in 205 is it became a stylized WWE show as opposed to what made the Cruiserweight Classic really special. So it's it's interesting to see what happens after Mania. There's usually a nice boost in product, and then it kind of settles back into its uh, groove, so to speak. I do agree, though, that it's a lot easier to watch it live and just kind of absorb it as it happens than trying to catch it up later. Because I find myself, if I don't watch the show live, I just want to go watch the YouTube clips or I just want to go watch the shortened version or even read about what happened and then select what I want to go seek out to actually view. Uh, if if I'm going to get all the details, I got to watch it live or else I'm not going to get all the details. Well, that's what I'd prefer. I'd prefer to go back and just watch the things that people would tell me are good. Yeah, but then it doesn't make it doesn't make doing this easy though. No, that's the problem. And 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 you and, can't speak with any type of authority cuz believe me, I've gas bagged my way through episodes of this show where I didn't oh, watch the whole show and you would catch me. Yes. Because I would do my best, I would watch something but I would not watch like what set it up and not not always on purpose, sometimes by accident, like I just right. I miss something. I'm not trying to say I fake my way through it on purpose by any means, but you you can't you can't catch everything if you don't watch the full three hours of Raw. And watching the full three hours of Raw is not the easiest job in the world. No, it's not. It is not the hardest either. So as no. not to complain well, yeah, too heavily. Uh, <laughs> last thing I need is less more complaining. Oh, someone else is complaining about the three hours again. It's, no, we're not. Did um, you know that I, Raw I, probably I, should move to two hours, Jeff? <laughs> you know what? You should bring that to the table. Oh, God. That, that show. show, that Jesus. show, that show frustrated me, and it was like half truth to power and half utter corporate spin. But it is what it and, is, and to the point. And you know what? You know what? The, the you know what the I, no, I agree. It is what it is. But the moment that made me the angriest is they've now scripted the 
the banter that goes on commercial breaks for PTI and, and around the horn, they scripted that into get bring it to the table. Yeah. Amongst the anchors, I just went, really? You have to do that? Too? JBL. You have to put that spin on it? JBL oh. staring bullets through Rosenberg, though, was uh, was some pretty good television. I do like me some <laughs> JBL. I'm a big fan of JBL, if you haven't noticed. Um, what would you say has been your favorite thing to cover on this show for WWE the last couple of years? Like, what what may have happened? What's the storyline that happened that was you were like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this on Shake Them Ropes. Can't wait to interact with the people on Twitter about this. What was What was the biggest thing? I think it's pretty obvious the NXT takeovers the past three years have just been spectacular for the most part um, up until maybe present day where they've just been very good. But I mean, I remember we were we, we'd always be excited for that NXT. We'd always just be blown away by something they did on it. We'd be we'd be really excited because they were building up like the horsewomen, which kept me into NXT quite a bit or you know your zane cesaro two out of three falls or the four way or you know that that whole nxt yeah. run from our early point up until maybe maybe right after wrestlemania last year was really something special for me that that's what I, in addition to the top 100 naturally because i can draw on my historical experience that that nxt run those past two and a half years that was really some great, great stuff. I would agree, too. It was one of my favorite things to do were those NXT post shows, but it was easier to do them when NXT takeovers were on Wednesdays. I like the idea of NXT takeovers being on Wednesdays, being at Full Sail, although Full Sail, it doesn't matter where it really is. Like They could do these road takeovers, but they're not going to do them on Wednesdays. It was being on Wednesday that made them special to me. Like it feels, it feels like it's a bigger than regular episode of TV. Like it's this midweek event. I don't have to wait for the weekend for it. I really liked NXT takeovers being on Wednesdays. It made our job a lot easier, uh, being able to do our show on a somewhat regular time and still having the live event coverage because it's nearly impossible for us to do these things on Saturday. Um, not so much for you. I know you're, you're, uh, you know, always willing to do these shows and I appreciate that, but it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to do the, you know, multiple weekend shows when you have yeah. a takeover and a pay-per-view and it's a lot of wrestling in a two day span. That's supposed yeah, to mean something. The problem something. is that the genie's out of the bottle after, after takeover Brooklyn, the first I, one. I, I just don't see it now when you have, you have takeover Brooklyn's, you have takeovers now at, at survivor series weekend, they're going to find a pay-per-view here in late spring, early summer to where they can tie it in with a pay-per-view. I, we may get one takeover at full sale a year and pretty soon we're not going to get any, we're not going to have any takeovers at full sale. We're not going to have these Wednesday shows. They're all going to be on the weekends on a Saturday. And even the Hall of Fame this year was moved to Friday, so TakeOver could be on a Saturday. Uh, that, to me, is one of the bigger stories. Not not so much a big story, but one of the things, like, because of what our show is, we follow more closely. The transition of TakeOvers from being a developmental special on a Wednesday to a third brand's pay-per-view on a Saturday has been something to behold over the last two years. That first special that I went to in Sacramento that was outside of the full sale realm and, and watching that crowd and that crowd, it, it, I mean, the Dallas one is going to be hard to top for NXT, but, oh, the, absolutely. The Sacram but the Sacramento crowd who were, you know, it was kind of a the 50, what crowd? 50, 
the the Sacramento crab. San Antonio. No, 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 no. The Sacramento. Ver- no. The the, uh, the San Jose. Um, oh, San Jose. San Jose. San Jose. Oh, okay, the one that didn't air. The one in WrestleMania weekend the year before that didn't yeah. air on TV. Gotcha. The one where they they were doing the test. Kind of, and it was and quite the successful sh- test. And 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 then they later showed the Charlotte Sasha match, and I think they showed the Owen Sami Zayn interaction. They showed the finish. They NXT showed TV. it was the first time Hideo Itami actually hit the GTS in NXT two on a major show. Uh, so yeah, they they definitely showed clips of that one. I don't know. They, they, I don't believe they showed Charlotte and and uh, Sasha Banks. I believe that one made its way onto YouTube, so people saw it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, they. NXT had been building up until then. They had had the TakeOver specials. They were okay. So it was kind of a weird mix of the hardcores who knew what was going on with NXT and the and the naturally curious who were in town for WrestleMania weekend and wondering what this NXT brand was about. And they got themselves a show, and it was kind of at that moment where I was watching just this crowd that wasn't for lack of a better term, cynically jaded by wrestling in many ways that were excited about a Vince McMahon produced product that was really, really optimistic for me. And, and I, and I, and I kept that wave throughout takeover after takeover after takeover. And look, even, even this last one, while it wasn't, uh, you know, while it wasn't water cooler talk, of the weekend was still very, very good. I mean, the Mickey James Oscar match, um, things like that. I mean, I, I just, this whole NXT thing that, that past two and a half years, that's, that's been really, really something that I've looked forward to talking. It's like, we'd be talking a bad raw or a bad smack. And I'd say, let's talk about NXT. Right. Cause, yeah. Cause I'm loving this build to Bailey and Sasha, or I'm loving this four way, or I'm loving this Becky Lynch, Sasha programmer. Or I'm loving the tag team division. I'm loving the dusty tag. You know, th- those types of things would really keep me engaged when Vince McMahon, for lack of a better term, in his creative was just kind of painting by numbers. And I really like that Wednesday block of NXT TV and then breaking ground. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like ECW and Roller Jam all over again. <laughs> I love those blocks. I, I was a really big fan of that. But uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens in the next 200 episodes. Uh, next three years of WWE TV, a lot's bound to happen. I mean, hell, AJ Styles showed up. We didn't expect that to happen. What's going to be the road for Braun Strowman? Uh, who are the next NXT, you know, big stars to jump up to WWE and make hay? A lot of different things going to happen in the next three years. It can't be any crazier, can it? All I know is that people keep asking me, how come I don't sing anymore? And how come we haven't done Shake the Ropes Theater in a long time? So they want me to bring back those old bits, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, I need to be in a certain mood to do it. Yes. We need to be not not a Tuesday night at midnight. <laughs> not yet. Well, then we just got to record. We're going to have to record the shows at a different time. Maybe that'll well, be the next two years. You know what's funny is, is I've, I've gotten to the point where I've sang all these divas or women's theme songs and I've forgotten I've done it from time to time. Like someone goes, what are you going to do, Nia Jax? I go, I know I've done Nia Jax you at have. some point. Yes, you yeah. did. You sure did, sir. Uh, but that is all for this, the 200th episode of Shake Them Ropes. Um Lacking kayfabe, by the way, this probably isn't even the 200th episode because I know I've miscounted somewhere along the line. But hey, we're going with it. 
the 200th episode of Shake Them Ropes. I want to thank everyone for listening. Hope you continue to do so as we go through the road to WrestleMania and talk about all the crazy things we're about to see at the beginning of April in Orlando. Uh, we will keep you posted at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter for what we're going to do with next week's episode because I will be out of town the week after Jeff is out of town as he's going to the WrestleMania events. So a hectic schedule. We are going to try to do shows. I'm even going to try to do more content than usual. So please, if you haven't already, go subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Go leave us a rating and review. We really would appreciate it. We will read them and check them out. We will retweet you, and we will talk about them on the show. For the new listeners, hope you stick with us. Subscribe and keep following along as we head to 200 more episodes. For Jeff Hawkins, I'm Rob McCarran. Follow us at Shake Them Ropes. We will see you next time on Shake Them Ropes. Hey, guys. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.